Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Full Go, presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back for another one. Another nationally televised embarrassment for all the Bears fans to revel in. For all of the 312-847-773-630-815-224, every area code that you can imagine here in the great state of Illinois, Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football is the national time for everybody who watches football to check in on their Chicago people and ask them, why the fuck is this still something that we cheer for? Like, yo... (laughs) (laughs) we just watched an nfl team score seven points and it was by mistake damn near like we just watched this let me tell y'all something right now i don't get on here by the way we are recording directly after the Bears game just wrapped up, right? It is, uh, whoa, what time is it here? Local time. 10-17 Central Standard Time. That voice you hear it is Jesse Lopez, right? The active Jesse Lopez. I'm Jason Goff. This is Full Go Podcast. Uh, This is episode 162. 
Ding, ding. There 162. it is. 162 in the place to be. You know, Jesse, I'm going to take you on a ride before oh, my we get bad. to tonight's Wait, game. That, that, that was 163, my bad. 163, it's all good. It, hey, listen, in the end, it, you know, it don't matter. <laughs> numbers are the numbers, as long as we kick out this content. You know, it's going to keep going, so that's why the numbers don't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's going to exactly. keep going. Whatever you whatever you think or say to make me feel better in this moment. Jesse, I sat here and watched this game totally sober, right? Didn't have a drink, didn't vibe out, didn't do anything. Sat here in the office because I knew Thursday night football was what I had to be locked into, right? And shout out to, um, <laughs> speaking of locked into things, you know, this Thursday night football on Amazon Prime thing is interesting because they got you. And if you are a channel flipper, they got your ass. Because for me, I got to go on the app through my cable provider, which is Xfinity. And you sit there and I'm like, I don't want to press the Xfinity button and have to wait three, four seconds for it to jump out. Then I can go check out whatever else I want to check out. No, I'm going to sit here and watch this game for three hours and watch all the commercials that Jeff Jeff Bezos wants to put right there in front of me. We're going to talk about this broadcast too before we out of here. But I just want to say this, you know, as a kid, I spent a lot of time in my grandmother's house, right? A lot of time in my grandmother's house, right? Shout out to Grandma Shell. Shout out to the Big Cheese, uh, my grandfather, Kenneth Patnett. But every once in a while, a young Jason Goff used to get in trouble. I know you guys find that hard to believe, but every once in a while, I ran afoul of my grandmother. And every once in a while, she would send me up to my grandfather's room where you know, post-retirement, he would just sit in the room and watch boxing, watch National Geographic, all the shit that old men watch, right? Or the TV is watching them, one or the other. And I would just sit in that room and I would just go sit right there on the floor and watch boxing or National Geographic with him. He had no idea I was being punished though, right? So so I would just go up there and it was it'd be granddad thinking that I'm just wanting to hang out with him for the next hour during the middle of the day in the summer when all my friends are running around on Wabash hanging out, right? I have to think that's how Kirk Herb Street feels during a football game. <laughs> Like I gotta think, Kirk Herbstreet is like, "Hey man, I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> My man over here don't know why I'm here." There were so many moments during this game where it seemed like Kirk Herbstreet was like, you, you, "What you want me to do with that? Would you like me to analyze the shit that you just said?" Or he threw to him, he threw to him after they mentioned Daniel Snyder being on the outs with NFL owners because that's all that was, by the way. Al Michaels was the mouthpiece of the. NFL ownership group uh, assembled right there for Thursday Night Football. I was like, I got to tell you, uh, it seems as if the owners just want Daniel Snyder to sell the team. And Kirk Herbstreit was like, uh, back to the football. <laughs> like, I don't want to touch that at all. Don't know where a future gig could be. I'm not out here playing any of these political games that you want me to play. Al was pissed. There's nothing better than a disgruntled Al Michaels when his number ain't coming in or whatever the case may be. Al was mad the whole game when they scored a touchdown or got close to scoring a touchdown. You know, he said something to the effect of like amazing or who to thunk it. Like he was super salty, Al, but I feel you Kirk I've I've had to go sit in grandpa's room for a couple of hours unbeknownst to him on punishment as well so we'll start there now that we got the uh the 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 fun and and frivolity out of the way um I want to want to run down a list of uh, things for you now be easy with me here okay 
And I've mentioned this several times if you listen to this pod. I'm 41 years old. Uh, take a shot if you're, you know, you're doing the whole full go drinking game. Yes, I mentioned my age. I'm 41 years old, right? And I want to I wanna run off a list for you. Because there's a lot of Bears fans that I run around with who are my age, right? So I want to run the list off for you here. Mike Tomzak, Jim McMahon, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Hollensee, Steve Bradley, Steve Walsh, Peter Tom Willis, Will Fuhrer, Eric Kramer, Dave Craig, Moses Moreno, Steve Stentrum, Shane Matthews, Cade McNown, Jim Miller, Guy, Chris Chandler, Henry Burris, Cordell Stewart, Rex Grossman, Craig Krenzel, Chad Hutchinson, Jonathan Quinn, Kyle Orton, Brian Greasy, Jay Cutler, Todd Collins, Caleb Haney, Josh McCown, Jason Campbell, Jimmy Clausen, Matt Barkley, Brian Hoyer, Mitchell Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and now Justin Fields. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the quarterbacks that I have had to watch since the Bears last won a Super Bowl. That's right. For all the shit that we talk about the other teams in this city, there's one umbrella that we all fall under. And I had this conversation with Bill Simmons at the outset of this podcast about what this city really really cleaves to and really believes in and and is really, you know, at the core of our sports DNA. Since then, the Blackhawks have won a few cups. Obviously, the Bulls' historic run, six titles in eight years. The Bears. We'll get to the Bears, right? Because you just heard that list of quarterbacks, so you know where I'm going. Cubs just now dismantling a team. Just now dismantling a team that had itself a World Series run and some sustained success for a certain, you know, a, a half a decade. White Sox, uh, who can forget? The 05 White Sox. When it comes down to it, though, the team that everyone believes in, the team that everybody gets all of that angst and all of that stress and all of that fury ready for every single year is the Chicago Bears. The return on investment with this franchise has been less than sparkling. And every time one of these nationally televised games happens, it is an even further indictment of everything and everyone involved. I know this is a new regime. I know new quarterback. We're going to get to the game. But for a city that is as football proud <laughs> and, and as football smart as this city is, the shit product that continues to be toted out there to Soldier Field and in the future, Arlington Heights, it, it, I don't know how or what you can say or do as a Bears fan going forward that would draw any hope. Because the results are the results. I'm sitting here watching, first of all, that Washington Commanders team is ass. That team is terrible. And, the, and the, by the way, speaking of terrible, the Bears were one drive away from being a 3-3 three and three football team in the National Football League. And that just lets you know the, the, 
the level of play and the level of um, ineptitude, actually, <laughs> that is running around the streets of the NFL. But I just named all those quarterbacks for you. Every single one of them. Were some of them good? Yeah, a few. Were some of them bad? Yeah, most of them. But in the end, they were Bears quarterbacks. And in the end, the Bears are still searching for a quarterback. And in the end, a team and a franchise and a city that celebrates linebackers. And now that you've seen it over the last, what, 30 some odd years, there's a reason why this team, this franchise, and this city celebrates linebackers the way they do. Offensive football is something that we apparently don't get a chance to, to vibe with. Offensive football, you had your Mark Trestman there. I even asked on the Twitter machine. I asked people, yo, when's the last time y'all were happy as Bears fans? Not hopeful, you know, not pleasantly surprised, actually happy. And one of you goofies, oh, 2018, it's so crazy how people forget. I ain't forget shit. I asked you the question. 2018, the last time you've been happy? Well, guess what? Four years is too damn long for me to go looking at a team, dissecting a team, covering a team, observing a team, and being, uh, four years ago was the last time I was happy about them. People went back to 06 year where they went to the Super Bowl in 07, February of 07. You can go back to the first year of Matt Nagy, right? If you want to do the, the, the 2018 thing where the Khalil Mack trade is, is had and all of a sudden the Bears fans, like myself, thought, okay, this is going in a different direction. Nah, that skidded to a halt, didn't it? You want to go back to the Trestman era? You want to go back to the John Fox era? You want to go back to the Dick Duran era? The only time there was some sustained success and the pressure that, that fans should feel when a team is expected to produce and doesn't or fall short of it was the Lovey Smith era. And the Lovey Smith era seems like so long ago. We're sitting here now Lo these many years later, watching the franchise that everybody in this city roots for. Some people Cubs fans, some people Sox fans, some people Hawks fans, some people's Bulls fans. It doesn't always overlap. But in the end, everybody in this city, for the most part, is Bears fans. And to see this, this national embarrassment be recreated time in and time out, at some point, like I, I got asked tonight if I wanted to go to the game. And I said no. My dudes, guys I like hanging out with, Landon, my buddy Eron, all the guys, you know, they, they got themselves a sweet, hey, golf, we got parking passes, fall through. It's going to be a good time. Nah, man, I got to work. Got to work right after. I, you know, want to be in the right frame of mind. You know what it was? I didn't have the heart to tell my friends I don't want to go and spend three hours in 40-degree weather to watch 20 points be scored. That's what I didn't have the heart to tell my guys. I've, I've, I've become more and more comfortable with the truth. And at some point, they will hear this pod. But no, I'm not going out there. I'm not going out there to see this shit. We can't wait to turn on every other team in this city with, with rightful cause, too. And then we break it to this, this product. Like, I'm done doing the whole Justin Fields, is he good or, or is he bad thing? Because guess what? We ain't going to find out. We're not going to find out. I'd be willing to bet today. Ross Tucker tweeted it out, and, and it was a great point because I've been thinking about the last couple of pods. I actually brought it up two pods ago. Like, how long, how long have the good quarterbacks gone 
with being bad, being beat up, not putting it together, and then all of a sudden jumping into, oh, shit, this dude could play. And I'm not talking about Josh Allen either. Different set of circumstances happen with Josh Allen, something that I don't think will ever be recreated. From that bad to this good, that, that ain't happening. That's lightning in a bottle. So that's the outlier. But even tonight, there were enough plays that Justin Fields did make to make you say, what the hell is this that he's playing around? And on top of it, there were a few plays that he didn't make tonight that made you say, guess what? Great ones make that play 10 times out of 10. The beginning of this game, all I saw was Justin Fields not trusting what is open. And you know what? By the end of the game, it makes more sense every single time. These games start out the same way. Difference is now Justin Fields is getting to throw the ball a little bit more. So we're seeing some other things. But to see national people critique your team, sometimes you get mad because it's like, oh, you don't watch this team every game. You don't know this player isn't any good. He's just having a good game. But sometimes they're right on. Sometimes they're spot on. Richard Sherman, spot on. Richard Sherman saying, hey, man, you got design runs for Carson Wentz on the other side, but you don't have any for Justin Fields. Justin Fields kept everything alive that was possible to be kept alive in the second half of this football game offensively. And then when he did keep things alive, he was himself making boneheaded mistakes. First, Dante Pettis, I'm sorry. Tough catch or not, you have dropped too many for you to drop any more going forward. It's a wrap. Amir Smith-Marset, the fact that this young man got himself a set of shoulder pads and a helmet for this game after what happened in the Vikings game four days previous is hilarious to me. And then on top of it, he's the dude that drops one of the crucial passes to end a drive with the, to the, in the second to last possession. And what the Bears defense do? Went back and got the fucking football right back for you because Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders are trash. That is a bad football team over there. Kirk Herbstreet out there pouring syrup on, on shit and calling it pancakes, talking about, well, I think they found, I think they found a running game. Uh, I think they found the, the, the right combination of linemen. What? They, with, with the whopping 12 points that they scored tonight? Come on, Kirk. This ain't college. You ain't got to, everybody ain't on scholarship. You, you ain't got to talk nice about everybody. Everybody, mama ain't watching. Knock it off. You're already in. You know, locked up in Granddad's room watching National Geographic with him. You ain't got to lie to us on top of it. Like, what? That commander's team is terrible. That's a terrible football team. But what I saw early on was the stuff that everybody who doesn't like Justin Fields, everybody who does like Justin Fields has enough ammunition to go forward, and everybody who doesn't like him has enough ammunition to continue not liking him. It's an interesting dichotomy that is presented to not only Bears fans, but the Justin Fields situation right now. Justin Fields, in the beginning of this game and too often during the first six games of this season, he's not trusting what's open. He's not trusting what's open because there are a bunch of dudes who are dropping passes when he throws them and hits them in the fucking face mask with them. Like, missing Griffin on what was a wide-open play that was well-designed, like, you, you cannot go 0 for 3 with goal to go in the NFL. We're not talking red zone conversions, right? We're not talking, ah, oh, damn, had to kick, had to kick three. You know, you lose four points. Any good gambler would be thinking of it that way instead of, you know, yeah, we got a chance to end the drive with a kick and it was a field goal. No, no, no. We're not talking about red zone conversions. We're talking about goal to go. I am teaching 
my fiance about football, the things that, you know, she doesn't know. I'm trying to fill her in while also making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on the game. Yeah, I had to explain goal to go the other night. And I'm sitting here like, no, nah, don't watch this. This this ain't this ain't what you want to see in, in the goal to go definitions or examples. Oh, for three. Goal to go. Put that on Getsy. Put that on Eberflus. Put that on Fields. Put that on these wide receivers. Put it on Lucas Patrick, who was on roller skate. He was roll bouncing all night. All night. And then Montez Sweat woke up on that right side and gave Braxton Jones the blues. Like this, this is not, this is not a tenable situation. And, and, and going forward, Justin Fields took an ass whooping tonight. An absolute ass whooping. And Justin Fields being too cool for school for some people and Justin Fields, you know, doing push-ups after he got knocked down and Justin Fields sitting on the side. Man, this is the Justin Fields machine is going to be cranked up tomorrow in the city of Chicago or whenever you're listening to this. But missing Griffin wide open in the end zone, I'm going to say this and, and, and take it however you want to take it. That don't happen to greats. It doesn't happen, especially when you need it. And he needed it. You get the double end around. You, you get the action that you're looking for. Linebacker is peeking into the backfield. Gives Griffin a chance to slip underneath to the second level right there. On the inside the end zone. Like, all you got to do is loft it over the linebacker's hands. And he put too much air underneath it. Those opportunities, you don't know when you're going to get back because this offense ain't shit. So you have to, he has to be perfect in every opportunity that he is afforded being upright and delivering the football, which is where the critique is going to come in because he's not getting the pass blocking that, you know, it's not as bad as we thought it would be, but it's still, it's still damn bad, right? Like it's not, it's maybe not the worst in the league, but it's still bottom five. And then you see plays like the 40-hour touchdown to Dante Pettis where you're like, that's it. That's it. But you know what they say. If you can yank a few plays out your ass and then all of a sudden be bad the rest of the game, guess what? Look across the field. That's exactly who we're talking about. And Carson Wentz. The consistent nature with which Justin Fields has to be above average for him to pull himself out of whatever doldrums that he may be in when it comes to Bears fans. Yeah, man. He, he, <laughs> You can't miss those plays. But then when you see him running around and making plays with his legs and you're like, oh, my God, scheme something up. And I know you can't do 25 waggles and 25 bootlegs and 25 play action passes. You can't strictly live on that diet. Kirk Cousins is showing you that. Different quarterback when he's not play action passing. Different quarterback when he's not getting half the field cut off and, and limiting his decision making. But my God. Get a man a, a chance. Like, I think he can be bad on his own as a young quarterback. But the help with being bad is just phenomenal across the board. He is throwing to Darnell Mooney and special teams gunners. That's it. Cole Komet, a highly regarded draft pick out of Notre Dame that has done very little in his professional career so far. And all I've heard is a young quarterback's best friend is a tight end in a running game. Well, guess what? Got the running game. Khalil Herbert is out, you know, <laughs> Khalil Herbert um, might be the guy going forward where, you know, you know, they might be that, that weird Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott kind of situation going in the backfield for the Bears. And, and in a good way, though, because David Montgomery, I think, is still 
primetime performer, but Khalil Herbert, some shit happens when he gets the football. Give him the football more. You know, I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. But the just the way that this offense has performed, there's nothing, there's nothing that should be left on the table in terms of what do you need to do to properly evaluate this quarterback. We keep coming back to it. We keep coming back to it over and over again. 0-3 in goal-to-go situations just can't happen. Don't care how bad you are. Don't care how young you are. Like, at some point, you got to start stringing together some plays here so you can feel good about something going forward. Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. The return on the investment as a Bears fan, it, it's, been, it's been poor, to say the least, over these last 30-some-odd years. What I don't want to see happen is another quarterback just happen to get ruined on the way because, eh, you know what, it, it, the offensive line it really didn't put much into it. Uh, the wide receivers really didn't put much into it. And for all the people who keep banging the drum about their cap casualties and, and cap hell and, 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 and all this other, they, their first two draft picks, you picked a safety and a corner. I will continue, continue to harp on it. You picked a safety and a corner. Both dudes made plays tonight. Guess what? Came up with a loss. Came up with a loss and you still don't know as much as you, you need to know about your quarterback. What I know, what I found out about the quarterback tonight, shit I already knew. He's tough as nails. He's he's missing too many easy throws. He's not letting go of the football when he's got a clean pocket and when he's and he's extending plays at times. He's deadly out there and he can still throw a pretty ball when he needs to. There's no further or new evaluation. Darnell Mooney. Last play of the game, guess what? Got to make that play for your quarterback. It's a tough play, but if you're a number one, that's the play you got to make. Dante Pettis, you know, he reclaimed his name a little bit, but still, <laughs> second to last play, got to make that play. It's a tough catch. You're on your knees. There definitely was a pass interference that was missed by the referees, but guess what? I wouldn't be watching this game either if I was the refs. <laughs> running clock. Let's get up out of here. It's a bunch of shit we could do in the city of Chicago tonight. That, I, and the Thursday night games, I'm sorry. They they have been bad for a while now, but y'all, y'all got to put good teams on, at least. Let, let, let me see good, tired teams. To see two bad, tired teams for three hours, that's torture. Absolute torture. Meanwhile, 
We got the Thursday night crew who's going down the checklist of Chicago shit. Let's let's throw deep dish pizza in there. Let's let's uh let's let's throw sweet home Chicago in there. Like, what are we doing? What do we do? We we get to see all the same old cliches and all the same, you know, tired, worn out ass, archaic, you know, uh, dishes that we don't even really eat that much here. All that shit. And on top of it, a bad football game, a horrible football game. Like that shit made Russell Wilson look like Warren Moon and the Oilers out there back in the day. And I don't even know how to grade the Bears' defense because of how bad the commander's offense is. Roquan Smith out there flying around, tackling everything that's moving. By the way, hold on. I've done this a couple of weeks in a row now. Here, let me make sure this is on. Paging Robert Quinn. Has anyone seen Robert Quinn? I know he's wearing number 94. I know they're wearing their orange uniforms and orange helmets. Maybe his shit got switched up with somebody else's. But all I saw was Carson Wentz being bad in a clean pocket all game long. That's what I saw. And for all the people out there, well, they're a bad team. What did you expect? Guess what? They were one drive away from being three and three. So if we talk about development, well, I mean, hell, you got 15 rookies on this team. Everybody talking about draft picks. Okay, go ahead and get younger. Cool, I'm with it. <laughs> but meanwhile, the NFL is telling you, hey, y'all ain't as bad as y'all think y'all are, even though y'all are really damn bad. So what do I what do I blame that on? Or what where, where do I credit that to, I should say? Matt Eberflus, the toughness of this team, second half adjustments. Allen Williams came out here on fire early. He was he was sending people. Jaquan Brisker came on a, on a blitz. He sent the corners a couple of times. Like it was things happening, and I think it's because Jalen Johnson is out there and he's back from his quad injury. You know, you got that side of the field locked up. Kendallville Door actually made some plays two games in a row. Like there's things there, but not enough to make me feel good about this situation going forward. And I'm going to say it now, and I've been saying it. I would hate for this whole thing to be the carryover year into another quarterback. (laughs) Because if Justin Fields isn't the guy, that doesn't make me feel good as a Bears fan. Like, I think we're too quick to rush to like, oh, look, I told you he ain't shit, or I told you he was good. Well, guess what? If he isn't the guy, guess how much longer it's going to take now? (laughs) Now, you, you... Carolina ain't good. Carolina's out here like, yo, we are losing all of these games. Who, who should we hire? Oh, the, the brother Steve Wilkes, the, the brother who only gets jobs once it's time to torpedo a franchise and get yourself the number one pick. That's, that's Steve Wilkes' name from here on out. <laughs> torpedo brother. That'd actually be kind of like a dope uh, like graphic novel series. <laughs> Torpedo brother. <laughs> Has a nice ring to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the long lost black cousin of Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me chill before the DC people get on me. It's DC, right? You know, you, you, Aquaman you, is DC. Yeah, yeah I don't want Na- I don't Neymar want is, is the Marvel one, but uh, he, yeah. he's, 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 uh, he's going to be Latino in the next movie. So, Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout yes, out. Sir. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't want, I don't want no problems with my Latino homies at all. At all, no doubt about it. But yeah, man, it's uh and and <sighs> shout out to uh Clinton Yates 
who texted me during this game, <laughs> and we uh, we commiserated as as fans of football teams that the nation should just absolutely laugh at any chance they get. Like, you know, my man Freddie Gibbs out here tweeting about the the team and the quarterback that he just absolutely just <laughs> despises. Like, Freddie is not a fan of Justin Fields in the least. In the least. And we've been here before as Bears fans where we had to do this whole quarterback thing. Like, when Justin Fields got hurt, and and was down on the ground for a little bit. And <laughs> all of a sudden you thought, oh no, they're gonna bring in Trevor Simeon because boy, the last thing this city needs, the last thing this city needs is for Trevor Simeon and his cuddly little white face to get back there and start slinging the pill with any kind of acuity and accuracy. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you you wanna talk about back of the yards and Bridgeport and, and Lombard waking up up like doing doing the undertaker like sit up motion like ah we back <laughs> bears are better with trevor simeon <laughs> even steven ruiz steven ruiz ass is messing around trolling and, and and saying that you know trevor simeon would have them up by two scores then what steven then what <laughs> then, then next week you get your ass whooped with trevor simeon what are we talking about out here? It's the last thing y'all want out here. Because <laughs> the, the backup quarterback is everybody's favorite. <laughs> Not to mention, you know, you got this young, brash, uppity brother <laughs> that's out here running around playing football. Let Trevor Simeon go out there and go 10 for 17 for 61 yards. Oh, what? Back page news. <laughs> Quarterback controversy? No, no, no. I was sitting there like uh like <laughs> like like uh like like Craig's daddy and Friday, like, get up, Craig. Get up, Justin. Get up now. No, baby, I taught him better than this. Get up now. <laughs> we taught you better than this. You know who's behind you. <laughs> If that if that white man had no arms behind you, he would be the favorite. So get up. <laughs> get up. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for that. But screw you. You chimed in. You know, you, <laughs> you opted in. <laughs> you pressed you play, hit play episode. Yeah, you hit play episode. You knew what you were dealing with tonight. Oh, I'm just... I'm laughing to keep from crying, right? Like my guy, Lynn Bramer from WXRT actually said to me on Twitter today. Shout out to Lynn. Um, I mean, we know Lynn is battling out there and we love you, Lynn. Uh, also, speaking of loving you, um, I haven't mentioned this. A uh, longtime Pro Football Weekly editor and publisher, longtime Chicago sports guy. Uh, and I, I will be honest with y'all, long time, like, um, dude, right? Like sometimes people call you friend or whatever the case may be. I don't know where our relationship lies because we've always been friendly. Like dude is giving me rides back from Bourbonnet, you know, he's, he's always been super cool to me and always had great words to say to me and, and nice things to say about me in rooms when I wasn't around. Hub Arkish, Hub, we know that you are, um, still fighting your fight. And I have not mentioned it yet. Um, it's not like I haven't thought about it, but uh, hopefully you and your family are in good spirits while you're still fighting the fight that you're fighting. Uh, you know, shout out to Arthur and the rest of the Arkish family as well, because Hub, Hub is football royalty in this city. And uh, I'm sure wherever he was uh, was at, the, the game was on around him and he was feeling the bad vibes <laughs> emanating from the television. So uh, get, get, get better soon, Hub. Get, get well soon. Um, I'll, uh, I'll try to reach out and see what's up with my man, Hub Arkish. 
for long. But yeah, man, this is a uh, this is this is what it is. This is what it looks like. This is what it smells like, Bears fans. You got yourself a quarterback who's out here getting his ass beat every single possession. He also isn't doing his job to the finest of his abilities, I think, because I have a lot of expect high expectations for him and you know, none higher than what he has for himself. And also, you're not getting any damn help. Not getting any help at all. His offensive line is not good. His wide receivers aren't good. His play caller, I think, seems overwhelmed for some reason. Like, I, I don't know where the Luke Getzey, Justin Fields um, relationship or chemistry has gone or hasn't gone. It just, it just hasn't looked good. And it, and it hasn't looked like he's been in, put in optimal positions for him to produce, for him to uh, effectively display his talents, which is getting outside of the pocket and, and getting on the run. <laughs> getting himself in positions where he can complete a couple of quick passes, getting that football out, which is on him as well. And when he does have some time, completing the throws and stepping into them because we all see the arm talent is there. I just don't want to, I'm just tired of doing this, man. I'm tired of doing this whole rigmarole where it's a new quarterback in town and is he good, is he bad? I'm tired of this. The, the, this is too long now that we've been doing this as a fan base. And it's too long now that, that this organization has struggled to find the signal caller, the trigger man, whatever you want to call the, the most important position in sports, the quarterback. And you saw it on display again tonight against the Washington Commanders, a team that you should have stumped, a team that you should have beat because you're better than you went out there and scored seven points. You can't look your defense in the eyes and, and have anything but shame. You give up 12 points to an NFL team, you should be walking out of there with a win. But the Bears are now two and four, and we move forward only looking at the calendar for the next national televised embarrassment. Which is the next game. Yeah, it is. Fuck. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Connect with the show 24-7 on the Four Gold voicemail line. Hit us up at 773-359-3103. That's 773-359-3103. All right, I threw out the voicemail line for you guys, and it's always there for you, 773-359-3103. Um, I don't know what you had to say about this game, uh, and I'm, I'm eager to hear it because... Uh, if I know Bears fans and if I could see from your social media reaction, you felt the same way that I did. So here we go. Uh, another rousing rendition of voicemails right here on the Full Go podcast. Jesse, go ahead and run it, brother. My name is Darren from Arlington Heights, Illinois. Um, I am, quite frankly, quite frankly, wondering when 
uh, we can treat Justin Fields like a big boy. When are we allowed to say that he's a Ryan Pace draft pick and uh, draft pick a quarterback for that matter, a quarterback choice, Ryan Pace, that that guy is going to be good at quarterback. And he has never been right about that. So when are we allowed to say that he is continually wrong about every quarterback choice he's ever had, and that includes Justin Fields. When are we allowed to say that every single quarterback Ryan Pace has wanted to start for the Chicago Bears is awful? When are we allowed to say that? Because I, I am over pretending that he is going to be good. It's not acceptable. He's just awful. He holds on to, he holds on to the ball too long. He just, he, he can't do it at this level. He was great against the Big Ten. He's great against U of I. Lovey Smith, U of I. He can't do it against Ron Rivera's Washington Commanders. Like, Jesus. Like, ah. Love you, Jason. Thank you. It's me from Chicago, but I live in L.A. I just got off work, and I watched the last two minutes of that junior varsity versus junior varsity game. Listen, I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know, but uh, uh. here's what I'll say. Fields just ran the ball for 40 yards. 40-yard rush. Why the fuck don't we just hurry to the line, put dude in shotgun, snap, hesitate for a moment, try a quarterback draw. Let's say you get two yards. Line up again, throw in the eye formation, hand the fucking ball to David Montgomery, see what he can do. Maybe he gets it to the goal line. Then... Line up again, quarterback sneak until you get to the fucking end zone. Because obviously our receivers couldn't catch water if they fall out of the fucking boat. So I don't want to call you and be angry and curse because <laughs> I just want to say I love your show. I'm so happy that you have your own platform. I've been listening to you since the days when you were producer at uh, when Fours and Bernstein and when you were with Spiegel and then when you were with Bernstein and I was super disappointed when one morning I woke up and all of a sudden you weren't there at 10 a.m. with 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 Bernstein so I'm very happy for you and I've been listening since you had the full goal going but um I do not understand the logic of this offense so I am currently frustrated and obviously very tired and highly caffeinated um anyway man again love your show happy for you keep it going and uh this is Z, man. I'll talk to you again. Later. Hey, Jason. It's uh, Austin from Aurora. Just finished the Bears game. Taking the dog on a walk. Cold as shit. I thought this would be therapeutic, but it turns out I'm just dialing up this voicemail number to vent. I did not have high expectations for this team, and I think that's helped me keep my cool when these games go the way they do. But somehow the Chicago Bears still managed to like leave this nasty taste in your mouth. Even when your expectations are on the floor, they find a way to just make you disgusted with yourself for caring so much about franchises like this. And I love Justin. I'm a believer. I don't think he's set up to succeed with offensive line, not protecting, wide receivers not getting open. I get the conservative play calling, understand it. I just want to see him succeed. I don't even care if it's the Bears at this point, because I am a little nervous about them letting him go. If it doesn't work this year, half the next season, whatever. God damn, I just want to finish a game and 
not feel sick to my stomach, even when my expectations are low. Hey, what's going on, Jason? It's Noah calling all the way from Tel Aviv, Israel, where it is currently just past 6 a.m. Had the nice. unfortunate pleasure of watching the entire Thursday night football game. And while I want to get upset, at the end of the day, it's personnel. Personnel is the one that made the mistake. They had opportunities. They were schemed up well. Coaching staff, I thought, did a good job. And at the end of the day, it's the personnel that made the mistake. And it's hard to get mad at that. When they went into the year with the most dead cast in the NFL, you knew that the personnel wasn't going to be good. And it's not good. Uh, no surprise on that end. And I'll, I'll hang up and listen to it. What you got to say? Why can't this team just ever lose on primetime like a normal fucking team? It's always got to be a damn embarrassment. And there you have it. Shout out to everybody who uh, jumped in on the voicemail line, 773-359-3103. Getting calls all the way from Tel Aviv, Israel. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, You shouldn't have had to uh, endure that situation. The nationally televised embarrassments have to mean something to not only Bears fans, but also the Bears organization. Like the little things that are happening in front of the world, in front of the football world. For instance, you not hurrying to the line when you need tempo and getting the ball snapped. As a quarterback, that's on Justin Fields. As a, an offensive coordinator, that's on Luke Getze. As a head coach, that's on Matt Eberflus for not making sure that everybody was aware of the urgency that was needed in the situation. All right? Like, they're, they're, Valus Jones, I mean, at what point are you not going to affect games negatively? You, you got the one catch for a touchdown, the shovel pass out of the backfield. But other than that, it hasn't looked good since since <laughs> since his injuries in preseason training camp to now catching the ball with your forearms. I don't give a shit if your your feet got crossed up in the in the dirt. And and somebody said his spikes got caught in Lori Lightfoot's turf. Right. Putting put, putting it on the, the Chicago Park District. I can dig it. I can dig it. But still, that didn't happen to anybody else on that field. Special teams was terrible. Um, the offensive line gave up hit after hit after hit. And some of that is on Justin Fields as well. I'm sorry. This whole thing, this whole thing is rotten. It stinks to the core. And if this is what the start of a rebuild has to look like, uh, I don't agree. I don't agree. I see what's happening with the New York Giants right now with Brian Dable, a guy that a lot of Bears fans, including myself, wanted the Bears to take a look at because you do have a quarterback and he is an offensive-minded head coach. But what do we have? we got a try-hard team with a defensive head coach and the first two picks of this draft allocated to the defensive secondary. That's what we have. So 12-7 to against the Washington Commanders on Thursday night football? Yeah, that's going to happen. The Sunday night football the embarrassments are going to continue to happen. The Monday night football embarrassments are going to continue to happen. I'm sorry, that was atrocious, atrocious football. Nothing good happened on that field. And what made it even worse, you weren't even going up against a really, really good team that would blow your ass out and make you feel like, okay, this is what we have to get to. You were playing an equally ass team with even less of a future. But I digress. Thank you so much for jumping in on the voicemail line. We appreciate y'all. Anytime you guys have anything that's on your bird, you want to drop it on us. Anytime, by the way. It doesn't even have to be about sports. 773-359-3103 is how you get a hold of us via the voicemail. It's the Full Go. All right, that's all the time we have for the Full Go podcast. 
episode 163. We want to thank you, the listener, because you guys helped us out with the voicemail segment. Make sure you lock that voicemail into your contacts at 773-359-3103. Bang up job. Once again, fellas, y- y'all did a good job this week. And, you know, well, a couple of weeks before, a little, little spotty, but last two voicemail segments we've done, you guys have knocked it out of the park. We appreciate you guys' submission and interaction with the pod at all times. Want to thank our production staff, uh, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. I'm about to drop that out any day now. We out here looking for us, Rudy. Yeah. Congrats once again to you and your lovely mom-to-be. And, of course, the active Jesse Lopez and our guy, Tony Gill. We are, we are potting here on a Thursday night. And by Friday afternoon, Tony Gill will be married, ladies and gentlemen. So give it up for our guy, Tony, his lovely bride-to-be, Stephanie. Can't wait to hang out with y'all this weekend. I'm actually going to Tony's wedding, and then I'm going to be in my buddy George's wedding on Sunday in New Orleans. So it's going to uh, it's going oh, to a be, lovely weekend for you. Oh my God, a weekend <laughs> of marital bliss and a weekend of traveling for the kid, which is always cumbersome and always uh, filled with anxiety when when it comes to packing and getting through custom, well, customs, getting through security and all the other shit you got to do. So, but New Orleans, here we come. Uh, we will be potting on Monday, on Monday, right? So don't worry about the Tuesday pod. Don't worry about the Sunday pod. We're going to hit you right in between the eyes on Monday. So we'll talk to y'all on Monday, kind of do a little bit of a Bulls roundtable, Bulls season preview, Bulls season tips off October 19th, right? So it's right around the corner. Before you know it, the Bulls will be in Miami taking on the Miami Heat uh, for the NBA season lid lifter. So for everybody on the show, around the show, uh, involved with the show, we thank you so much for downloading this thing. We thank you so much for subscribing to it, rating and reviewing it, uh, sharing it, and just hanging out with your family and friends when you're listening to it. Thank you for, you know, recommending it to your people. Uh, we appreciate it. It is notice, and we thank you for everything that you do for this pod. So for the fellas, I am Jason Goff saying we will talk to you on Monday. We will talk to you on Monday, but until then, take care of each other and be safe. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.